Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm still here After all these years After all these tears I shed Welcome back to I'm Still Here. I'm Larry. And I'm Heather. In 1998, at the age of 26, I was diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer. It changed everything for us, but I'm still here. You are? Yes. So we warned you that we are starting a series. And this will be about a 12-week series. And we have named it 5 to Thrive Series. And why did we name it that? Well, because we have recognized that there are five kind of areas, fundamentals, of, um, that impact every kind of phase of treatment. So we, when I started out, I, these are kind of the things that I really hit upon. Accidentally. Um, accidentally, exactly, yeah. or weeded out or whatever. I think even in doing this podcast for over a year yeah. now, I think we've realized Wow, it always comes back to these five areas, at least. Not yeah. thing, but five areas that we, we get the most questions about, we talk about the most, yep. and uh, matter the most. I agree. Right? I agree. Okay. Yeah. So the five areas or fundamentals, we're going to call them, are physical, uh, mental, nutrition, medical, and support. And by support, we mean kind of family and friends, the people around you. Your so, group, your, your yep, posse. Your posse, exactly. So not only are we going to just talk about those five, we're going to talk about those five areas at different periods of time. Yeah. Right? So we've kind of identified that there's sort of, for this series, we're going to talk about three different phases, we'll call them. Um, the first one would be diagnosis to treatment starting so uh the scariest time mm -hmm. really the scary time the the initial oh shit what has happened mm -hmm. period um and then we'll we'll take those five fundamentals and we'll talk about them during that period of time and then we're going to transition into treatment so when you are actually doing treatment we we know that that looks different for different people, but still these five fundamentals apply. And for the most part, we're going to be covering three areas of treatment that affect people both physically and mentally the most, and that is chemo, radiation, and surgeries. So, yeah. I mean, it's just that there are many, many other treatments. Um, it's just we get the most questions, and Heather has a lot of experience with these. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're going to really focus on when we get to the treatment phase. Yep. And then the other time that I feel like is really scary, we're going to talk about post-treatment. Mm -hmm. So kind of when you're, you know, maybe you've done one of these things, surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, and they're kind of saying, okay, we're going to continue on some sort of medication, but you're basically... Hey, good. We'll see you in three months or six months or whatever, and mm -hmm. that, woo, that can be super scary as well. So, um, we just really want to be able to help you uh, get through these phases, and we want you to be able to find the information you're looking for. Which was really the crux of starting this whole podcast in the mm -hmm. beginning, anyway. Was, you know. When I was first diagnosed, there was nothing that you could find from somebody who has lived with metastatic breast cancer for as long as I have. So yeah. um, the other thing I'd say is we did kind of do a precursor to this last week in terms of we, 
we told our story or we re-aired that first episode. So if you don't know, if you're not familiar with kind of what happened um, for my diagnosis, um, go back and listen to that. Okay. So, um, yeah, not only that, we're going to try to make it easier. And after we get done with this first uh, category or time period, which mm -hmm. is diagnosis to treatment, we're going to make a download available to you guys um, that for, for people who, you know what, listen to the podcast just doesn't work for them or they, or they want it more tangible in front of their, themselves so they can uh, look at it. We're going to make that those available to you guys too. Yeah. So that's coming down the road too. Yeah. And the other thing we found with that is sometimes having something written to read every day or to read to yourself, yeah. you know, we all learn differently and repetition is always good. And, and just being able to kind of, um, you know, put together your own plan with some of our notes might be super helpful. Yeah. So, so we're starting out and talking about the mental side of things in that period of time from you just got diagnosed to when treatment starts. Yeah. And I get it that that's, that's a much different period of time for a lot of people. That can be one day. That can be two weeks. In crazy situations, I guess that can be a month. Yeah. Um, so it's this is different for everybody. I guess we're going to probably, you know, we'll tell you what Heather dealt with, but probably, you know, that week or, or two would probably be the, the norm, a week. Yeah, I would, I think a couple of weeks. I mean, even in okay. mine, I was diagnosed on, first found out about cancer and then a week, it took a week to find out it was stage four. Yeah. And then we kind of really got trucking. Okay. Um, but, you know, some things just do take time with getting yeah. things scheduled and, and whatever else. So. Okay. Um, I, and again, I just can't, I don't know if I can emphasize enough that we understand that I just, when I think about this period of time, I just think about this like tornado of thoughts and like just being in the churn of the surf, like anything that's hard, just trying, like, you just feel like what has happened, you know, like your life changes. Yeah. It, and, and it is like your life really can change with a phone call and yeah. it really can, you know, we we hear those things, but when you experience them, you recognize them even more, right? So the whole world keeps going on, and, and yours just stopped. Stopped. I mean, slammed on the brakes, hit the wall, stopped. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and that's so. It's such a challenge to kind of then think about. Okay, <clears throat> I feel like everything is so out of control what can I control? Mm -hmm. What is there in this that I can do to make some sort of a difference? And I feel like if when you recognize, even when you're, you know, you don't know how far the cancer's gone yet, or you don't know, you can't control that at that point, but it does become, okay, like, what are the things that I need to respond to now? Mm -hmm. How can I respond to things in a way that will help me? What it's almost like you, you, you said, <laughs> Um, what do I got to do to not just be an observer, but to be a player in this? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I, I want to actively do things. And, you know, mentally, you can actively do yeah. things. It's and like it's, setting the tone for all of that, even early on. It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect because, it, you know, mm -hmm. of course, you're dealing with so much anxiety and fear and all of those things. But, but you can kind of start 
from a spot of, okay, what can I control, right? And, and how can I then work with the mental aspect of this, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the things I was thinking about is like, what do I need to respond to? I feel like in the very beginning, there was like this, like apply for disability. My boss, I literally, I had just resigned, but whatever. My boss saying, what are you, when are you coming into work? You know, all, you know, how, how are we going to deal with having young children? All of these things, like, what do I need to respond to, mm -hmm. you know? And some of that is, I kind of have learned to live by this whole thought process of less is more. Like, you know, telling my boss it will be done by this day or I will be in two days or whatever, or I'm done, <laughs> I don't, you know, mm -hmm. like all of those things. I think it's, um, I think just kind of lessening it as much as possible, right? Yes. Is helpful. Um, I think if you can make a list and delegate right from the beginning, it's great. Or even sit down with somebody and, and kind of think about all of the things that you do need to respond to, right? And not everybody, I get uh, probably most people um, that are diagnosed are not great delegators. Mm -hmm. they, uh, they probably, most of them aren't CEOs of a corporation and do this daily and it doesn't come naturally. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, when, you, when, you, when she says delegate, doesn't mean you're doing this and oh, no. you're doing this and, and don't get confused with that but you're going to get so many people that do come to you and say what can i do how to can help? help how can i help um yet and some of them are just bsing you <laughs> that's very true just to be nice they're not being mean but that's or what you say you know i'm so sorry if i can do anything to help yeah um you know the people in your life that mean it yeah. that truly are those people who give of themselves uh, to help other people, not just you. Um, it, it wouldn't do you any good for them to be doing things that don't actually help you. So if you can give tangible things that need done mm -hmm. or taken care of, they can be helpful so they're happy. And you can actually get one of those things off of your plate and make your life better, make it easier. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And also, like... You know, some people have way better strengths or, you know, have yeah. strengths in certain areas. So work from those kind of strengths. And you can right? ask those people, even if they yeah. haven't offered, they and just say, hey, I, there's no pressure here, but I'm in need of something right now. Or you could even give them a list of, I need, you know, these are the things that are, and they might say, oh, I'll take that. <laughs> I can do that. No problem. You know. Or do you have that person in your life that right. is a good delegator, that is a good, hey, Give me the things. I'm going to find the right people in your life because I know who's in your life. You know, say it was me with Heather. Um, I can make those phone calls. I can ask people to do that, or I can put it out there that need, this needs done. And you, the patient, doesn't have to do this. Yep, I agree. Are you a patient yet? Uh, After diagnosis, you're a patient. You're a patient. Okay. Yeah, just checking. Yeah, I think you get diagnosed. You're a patient. Okay. Um. And then also like kind of with that, we've sort of alluded to this a little bit. I feel like I was pretty inundated with people contacting me, which was nice, but it was also overwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. And so there, the next question is like kind of, who do I feel best around? Like I realized quickly that there are a lot of well-meaning people 
who come who want to help you and I would agree with that but you also just you don't have the energy for that like it, and it's not your job as a patient to placate others to make other people feel better in fact like that's probably one of I feel like it's such a huge people feel bad even saying it but I'm going to say it like you have to protect yourself and protecting yourself is conserving your own energy it's protecting your mental state it's all of these things and so can you give us an example because some people out there might not know what you're talking about here well i just felt like i mean i knew quickly yeah i think about the first few people that i talked to or wanted to tell right um and I, I knew that there was a safe space for me to talk to, a, you know, some of my closest people. But then there's that next tier of people that they just, they, they oftentimes uh, might say things that, you, that are really traumatizing to you, that are, they might share stories that are not going to end well. And again, it becomes it becomes actually more self-serving for them yeah. than it is the intent to help you. And it that's kind of how we're built as humans, right? They're, to they're talk trying about to ourselves. relate. You're trying to relate. They're saying, "Oh, right. I I so understand what you're going right. through because my right. sister right. went through this and it didn't right. end up well." Right. But they're saying, "I've been through this before, right. just not in a way that's right going to help you." And I'm saying, you know what? You don't even need to, like, really talk to those people. No. I, I really feel strongly about, you know, circling the wagons and um, allowing your closest people. Again, there's, you know, always an energy exchange in relationships. So, like, you can only handle so much of that. And so, you know, be with the people who can help you protect your energy and, and also help you uh, feel encouraged or if not even encouraged but um feel like they're really in it to get through it with you right yeah Does so one of the ways you did this you made it kind of clear to people not only in our bubble but outside of our bubble kind of clear on what your intentions and how you're going to do things and how you weren't stuff is you wrote some letters yeah and got disseminated throughout our community yeah. and beyond now this was before the internet, right? So we don't have experience with getting this news, getting this diagnosis. I don't know if people today, well, I guess they would. I mean, post like, hey, I was just diagnosed well, with cancer. I think I don't the know. other thing with all of that is just think about, again, the energy exchange from that. So if you're, if you, I get it that you want to get information out and people want the information, but if it becomes draining to you to have to manage that, then think about a different way to do it. You know so the I mean? beauty of the letters you wrote is they would have to write a letter back or call if they wanted to talk to her. On the internet, you make a post and you do this, you're going to get everybody just responding. Um, and some of those responses may not be positive mentally mm -hmm. for you. So, I would just say be careful. I think very, yeah, be very careful. And also just recognize, like, you don't have to give people something just because they ask for it. True. So, if they're asking for more information or they want an exchange with you, you don't have to do that. You have to do what's best for you. Mm -hmm. And 
there are some people that are just going to be a time suck and an energy suck and everything else. And it's, it doesn't mean they're bad people. It just, it, it just isn't the right thing at this point. So they might be family members. and they very well could be family members. So again, just find, I feel like two or three or five people that can really not only help you through, but can help protect you and disseminate information and those kind of things to, to keep those relations going. I mean, heck, they can have your Facebook page. You know what I mean? So that kind of thing where it just keeps you out of this energy depletion. Because we only want the else. mental side going in a positive yep. direction during yep. this diagnosed to treatment time. You have to somehow, and what she's going to talk to you yep. about later, you have to somehow get this automatic, oh shit, I'm going to die. Yeah. Because that will go through your head. Not maybe, will go through your head. How do you take that, flip it around so it's going the other direction of positive mental yep. thoughts? That's what she's talking about. And if people are putting other things in your head, you once once they go in, there is no, I'm going to block it now. Right. So it's the pre-block that she's talking about. Yep. Okay. Yeah. What's next? So... I just wrote down what makes me feel better. So again, with all of this in the midst, you, you know what? Most of the day you're going to feel absolutely <laughs> not good. Mm -mm. You know, mentally just not good. Brain spinning. Brain spinning. Yep. But does a meditation, does a 10 minute meditation stop that? Or a visualization, right? Does that stop that spin? Um, does a 10 minute medication 10 times meditation. a day? What did I say? Medication? Yeah. Meditation. Uh, ten times a day. Yeah. If you have to type yes. of thing. Especially in the beginning. Like as many you times as you need to. taking over that yes. mental side or that brain yeah. and pushing it in the right yeah. direction. As many yeah. times as you can. All those thoughts that you're thinking that keep you keep thinking, write them down and let them go. Like it, there is a release in writing. Like that you physically kind of got rid of it. Write it down and burn it if you need to. Write it down and. Don't type it on the internet. Yeah, please don't, don't do that. That's internet. not what she's exactly. talking about. No, no, no. Write it down for you. This, yeah. I, I thought about trying to find one of my first journal thoughts, but I remember just talking about this. You know, is this is this my new normal? This spinning, this fear, this how am I going to get through this? You know, mm. but it is about just um, just write it down and let it go. Um, physical activity and a diversion. Right. I was lucky that when I was diagnosed, I felt great. I felt normal. Mm -hmm. So I, I decided to kind of act from that pretty quickly and just, you know, go for a walk. I'm not saying go sign up for 10K or anything like that, but just. And that was a time that you could listen to a meditation. You could yeah. listen to music that yeah. made, that put you in the in a right mental yeah. place. That yeah. can be today a podcast that puts you in a right mental place. Yeah. Now the opposite can happen too with all of those things. So be careful or be specific in what you're choosing to put into your head because it matters but during during, during that yeah. physical time that's an opportunity yep and then just distraction what kind of distraction again at, at this point the distraction needs to be just enough to tamper down those thoughts i'm not expecting the thoughts to go away at this point it's just enough that you are not literally transposing everything in but they didn't have cancer or they didn't you know what i mean first so, of all we yeah. failed at this 
over and over oh, for and sure. over and for sure. over. So so understand this, this isn't possible to do all the time. No, but and what hits attempt. what hits right one day might not hit right the next day. Yeah. So just. Again, some people are like, oh, I love to read Harry Potter. And some people are like, oh, I loved to watch a comedian. What, you know, I'm just talking about a distraction that makes you go, okay, I can hopefully just tamper down. Those and maybe that's thoughts. for 15 minutes or yep. an hour. Yep. Whatever. Yep. Yep. Uh, playing a game. Go yes. play a video game or something. Yep. Whatever it is you like. Yep. Yeah. Escape is okay for a little bit of time during this. Yeah. I think you just need a respite as, mm -hmm. if possible. So... Um, those are the kind of the things I was thinking about in terms of what can I control. So what can I respond to? What do I need to respond to? And then how can, you know, people help me with that? So can you just talk a little bit more about, um, your, your starting point Yeah. when you get diagnosis, you're told this with in person or a phone call or however yeah. you get told this, you're automatically going to be at a 10 negatively mentally right mm -hmm. you're not going to go to a one. Oh god no right so and i don't want people to get frustrated with i tried this and i tried this you no. said this and i didn't it didn't work no you're talking about going to a 9.9 .9, yeah and then maybe a 9.8 and then maybe a 9.7 this might be every day and eventually maybe you get to a six where you can function and sick or 40 percent of your thoughts are positive. Yeah. Well, if you're at forty percent of your thoughts are positive, that's pretty good when you just got diagnosed with cancer, right? Yeah, I think mind. so. I think it's about being able to kind of like, oh, I'm not constantly thinking that I'm going to die. Like, yes, you know what I mean. Or well, not oh, only I that. Just, yeah. I because well, and this was probably starting in treatment, but maybe, maybe that was true for you, um, but. It wasn't just I'm going to die. It was, this is what I'm going to do. It wasn't just I'm going to die. I, I a hard time getting my words out on this one. But um, it was truly positive. So not negative, but positive replacing it. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about that. Okay. Like, I mean, even just your brain is so powerful, right? Yeah. You have to, you have the ability to use it for good. We are not wired. We are wired to think about the what ifs, right? Yeah. Like, I think that's, uh, I'm not big into all of like evolution and all that kind of whatever, but, but, you know, we, we have to look out for what could hurt us, right? Mm -hmm. So there, therefore, when we get told, hey, this could hurt you, <laughs> like, that's what we're going to focus on. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you can't have some control over that and i think that's what i learned was learning both through some of the input that i got from the people who i felt best around you know from you from my brother from christy my mom all of these people who were literally like not saying you know hey everything's gonna be fine but saying they weren't saying you're not gonna die no you weren't, you weren't saying that no. no but we were but we're willing to walk through like me saying I'm worried about this and there being uh okay but Think there's about this. there's an alternative mm -hmm. or whatever so it's really about taking it's almost like a breakdown of all of those thoughts and this is where I do think like journaling could be helpful too but like really thinking about oh my gosh I just thought this I, I just thought I'm not going to see Sydney grow up you know and then I thought okay how do I change that 
you know, like, mm -hmm. and it literally is just taking those thoughts and going, no, that's not a for sure. That's nothing. We don't know anything for sure. You know, this isn't serving me. Um, my goal, I set a goal, which I, some, I started to think about what were my goals in this new world, you know, instead of givens, I think when we live in life before that, we, we kind of walk through this world as if things are going to happen and are, and they're going to be givens. Um, but like, what were my goals? And then it was like, okay. And it seems super lofty. I'm going to see her go to kindergarten, mm -hmm. you know? And then it was like work back from there. How do I do that? Well, I think about, again, every day, it's not serving me to think about, you know, I'm going to die or it's not, um, helpful to think about a pain in my back. How can I think about a pain in my back differently? Right. So, um, I just would really build from anything I had. So I decided that, you know, a pain in my back could be from a workout. I did, mm -hmm. you know, it could be the opposite of instead of, you know, that initial it's cancer, which is, you know, what we talked about in the diagnosis episode, it was like literally taking that to be, if I don't know it to be true, then it, it doesn't, it's not necessarily true. And I can, I can control this a different way. I can think about it differently. And so, this, this might be in a different part of this series, but, and I think that's other people's or, or the people that you surround yourself, um, can help with this. Um, you know, you, you tell some bad news and, and, and it, this probably isn't specifically just diagnosis or when you got diagnosed, mm -hmm. but it's, you know, the doctor or the tech or the whatever says something, does something, and you, the patient, you come to me and you're pretty freaked out about it. Mm -hmm. um, my role is not to freak out with you. No. It's not. It's to go, okay, let you freak out listen and go well it could be this too yeah it could because you know not that i knew but and i wasn't doing this intentionally by the way but i, I think it's just kind of what i do is I, I also can help replace those thoughts yeah you know or, yeah. or put a doubt in your mind that it's not maybe yeah. it's not negative it's just a doubt yeah. um it's just looking at yeah. the big picture and going well maybe and if and if the, there's people in your life that are freaking out with you and uh, yeah. and making it worse they need to go for a little bit yeah i agree know? the other thing that i think that happens with that is when you help me replace that with a different thought when it happens again when the tech says something again it's i was then able to push back to them and say i don't want to hear this or i yes. don't i was able to be proactive there was no good in that yes yep. i was able to recognize what it was that was hurting me that was hard for me to deal with afterwards and be proactive about it, you know, and just say the things that I needed and advocate for myself um, in those situations or walk away from them. Exactly. You know, I so mean, you don't know it. Did you set a goal before you even started treatment? I don't remember. Do you? I think I did. Wow. Okay. I, I mean, I think it would have been close to that. Uh -huh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I remember thinking that it was, really lofty but yeah but also like again i was still working from that part of my brain that's hadn't caught up with how can this be possible <laughs> you know so you can like use that too because i mean i still was 
a healthy 26 year old, crazily enough. Yeah. You know, and so I was working from that point too. Like if I've got this, I'm going to try to use it. And that was kind of just my final, like what I was thinking about with all of this is just like, you need to give yourself time to adjust to all of this, you know, and you can, um, but, but you can, you can also in that time of adjustment, you can constantly be thinking about how to move forward or how to, how to pay attention to, you know, just add more pluses in your column of, you know, tools that work for you or how to change those thoughts, you know, uh, thinking about, okay, what does this look like? And how can I set a goal finding like ways to be grateful every day, finding gratitude in the days. And honestly, some days it was something, um, it might've been something, a phone call or something from somebody else. It might've been, um, just something I saw in nature, like just, really reframing, trying to reframe everything um, and choosing the way you want to move forward with this, you know? I, I think you're special in that. I, I, I do think that uh, if the roles were reversed, I would have had probably, I don't know, um, a, probably a harder time of doing some of the things that you did at the speed at which you did and flipping that switch, not not again, not going from a ten to a five. Right? She didn't do that, but really intentionally doing this. And, and I'm guessing there's a lot of people out there like me that you just go, well, "How I, can I do I that?" I think that one thing that happens is a lot of people I've heard over the years will be like, "I'm going to deal with that later. I'll think about that later. Like first, I'm just going to get through treatment, or first, I'm just going to get through this diagnosis and then treatment." But I'm also, but I was also working more from the fact of like, "Wait a second, what if?" What if later's worse? Like I've got this platform right now where my physical, mental health, everything is is at a decent level. So I need I need to work from it now. Like I didn't oh, I get it. You know what I yeah. mean? But I do feel like and as a society, I, I've heard that too. Like you can deal with that later. Yes, that's true. No, but no, no. If you have I, the opportunity. I, don't don't misunderstand me. I'm talking about the mental kind of decisions you made in the in the steering the ship from negative I'm gonna die. There was still that there. But steering it into, I'm going to find the positive in things. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of people would have a very hard time. Well, guess what? There's therapy out there. Yeah. There are great therapists who know this, who do this, who that's their profession. They, I mean, just think of what therapy is when we're talking about it. We're talking about adjusting your brain mm -hmm. in a lot of cases to see the positive or to um, not forget the negative, but to put it in the, the two spots like that you talked about, the things I can control and the things mm -hmm. I can't. And if it is an I can't control and you're having a really hard time, you know, putting that aside, that's a great time for therapy. If you've never been to therapy before, that, yeah. wow, I can't think of a better time um, and probably going to last you through this, this process um, can really, really be helpful. Yeah, I agree with that. I yeah. absolutely, I mean, I, that would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, and, I, and I look back and go, wow, did you even consider it? I know it was a different time, therapist. No, I wasn't. We're not I, as accessible then. Yeah, no, I don't, I, I thought that, I mean, I feel like just probably based on the way I'd been raised and the, where we were mm -hmm. in the world, that, I mean, I thought therapy was for people who had like a diagnosed 
mental mental yeah yeah me too not not something different now i i'm so thankful for the therapy that i've had yeah you know in the last few years and and the benefits of it but absolutely i just think wow what an opportunity for someone here like if this were to happen all over again well and i think the part of what that says to me too is like I just want you to also go that that's that voice in your head, that still voice in your head that like literally mine was saying, what if there is a chance? What if they're wrong? What if listen to it and finds a way to help you like, so you're saying I got a chance. Yeah, but it's so true. Like, like listen to it. I feel like I, the, the best decisions I have made in my life have been listening to my intuition, which like in this case was an overwhelming, people were, you are, this is, your time on earth is limited. You Mm -hmm. know, it was overwhelming, but this voice was like, there might, you know what I mean? Just be on that side, be in that, it doesn't matter what that number is, be in that statistic. And you if know? you need help getting there, that's yes. what I'm saying. And that's maybe it's I'm a like, friend, maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's a therapist, maybe it's... Yeah. And you can control the other. narrative of that, too. Like, you could walk into a therapist and say, listen, <laughs> I want to be here. I, and you know what I mean? And I I need the tools, or I don't know how to get there. Yeah. But, but boy, And these are other things you're going to be offering as specific uh, tailored meditations to people. Sure. To help steer that in the positive direction immediately. Yeah. And, and just recognizing too, like, I guess when we, I think about meditation, you talked about it a little bit before, but just like this whole, it's not once. Well, I tried that once. No, it's every day. It's multiple times a day. It's 10,000 times to make it a habit. You right? know what I mean? It's, it is, it's really, it's like, you can't say, well, I'll give it a week. You know, it's, it's really building. Um, it's, you still have a say. Like, everybody's going to be telling you what you should do. That is what happens in cancer. The voices get loud, but don't let it squelch that voice inside of you that believes. It, you have to be, well, you don't have to. You you need to try to steer yourself into the glass half full Absolutely. person. I agree. You know, you just, you know, and surround yourself that are people like that because it will rub off on you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So just keep in mind, we do have a free meditation that's kind of general. Yep. Out on you can sign up for it. We'll have uh, Lauren put this in that in the links mm-hmm. for us, so you can get that. Um, we are going to keep going with Monday momentums, mm-hmm. and then um, our Wednesdays will be about this five to thrive series. So next week we'll be talking about physical. Physical. All right. So. And that is again from diagnosis to treatment. Yep. Just what can you do physically? Um, to help yourself thrive. Yeah. So, until next week, thank you. We'll We'll see see ya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still here After all these years After all these tears I shed I'm still here And I'm walking this earth like I should be There was days that I didn't know if I would be Feet in the ground and my head in the clouds Cause I'm still here Like I should be Yeah, yeah, like I knew that I could be Here we go
go, here we go. everyone. I hope you love this episode of I'm Still Here, and I wouldn't want you to miss out on what comes next. So be sure to rate, review, and follow this show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, especially if you found it helpful. We need all the shares, likes, stars, and love we can get. We'd also love to hear from you. Leave your comments and questions, and we'll incorporate them into future episodes. Have a great day.